Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM. Today, we are so happy to have in our virtual studio, Mr. Dave Moser, the Admiral of Dave Moser Photography. Dave, welcome to the program, and thank you for coming on to talk about your views on leadership, but most importantly, about your awesome photography portfolio. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor, and I'm totally excited to be here, Daryl. Thank you. Well, you know what? We connected at one of those networking events with the Phil was the Greater Chamber, the Chamber of Greater Philadelphia Commerce. Is yes. I always I always get that name. Uh, confusing the way that they do it. The Chamber of Greater Philadelphia. (laughs) But if you could, could you just give our audience a little bit of flavor about your education and background and and how you came about to start uh, Dave Moser Photography? Sure, sure. Uh, I was always interested in photography. My dad was into it, like so many people of uh, my or our generation. And um, he always gives me, gave me cameras to play around with. I took photography in high school and actually uh, the second year I took it, my senior year, the teacher passed away and I actually taught some of the class. Oh, wow. I had okay. a, um, a internship in high school with a family photographer, which was a blast. Uh, I had no idea that um, temperament was not related to the vocation. You know, it's like a collapse of 18 year old thinking. But it was, it was good. And so after high school, I did not want to go to school anymore. Uh, so I lived in a car with a friend. We drove 30,000 miles around the country. And I took a ton of pictures um, doing that. Uh, then when I got back, I worked concrete. So this is in the 80s, right? So uh, I got to tell you, that was a really hard job. Uh, half the people were work released. The other half, remember, it was the 80s. Uh, a lot of people did cocaine. So by noon, people were spent and angry. And it could have been such a fun job, man. We were building houses in the woods. Like, I loved it. It was hands-on. Yes, was creative, yes. But uh, it was hard. So uh, in the winter, I quit. I was fantasizing about reading uh, books uh, in my college dorm, reading about philosophy. So, you know, college felt so easy compared to pouring concrete that uh, I graduated number one in my class with a BFA from the University of Dayton. Um, and I actually went thinking that I was going to be a nature photographer. Uh, but then after uh, being there, it was again, obviously in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I absolutely loved the people. And so I'd head out with my dad's Rolleiflex, an old twin lens camera that people immediately connected to because everyone's dad had one at the time, you know. And, uh, and so I'd walk around neighborhoods and people would invite me into their lives. And I'd come back again and again and give them prints. And uh, it was, you know, it's voyeur, but it was also just beautiful. Uh, uh, They were very gracious to let me in and very generous. And I just learned so much about people that uh, I was hooked from there on about photographing people. Uh, After I graduated college, I came back to Philly and I started to assist. Uh, There was an agency at the time uh, called TSGA and I'd just come home I'd get uh, my next mission, who the photographer was the next day, and then I'd head out and work with them. And I learned a lot from working with other photographers, but I also started flying all over the world, hanging out of helicopters. I mean, it was super exciting, different people, different places every day, which is part of what really drives me with this, this career. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. It was great. So uh, that's kind of my education. At one point, I, I went out on my own. 
So uh, at what point did you start Dave Moser Photography? And also, you got, you got to tell me about the title of the Admiral, you know, in the <laughs> ship. So, you know. All right. Well, uh, August 1994. So I graduated December 1990. August 1994, uh, I put assisting on hold to put my portfolio together and uh, started shooting right there and then and just moved on, never looked back. Uh, so the Admiral uh, and my logo. So... I sent out, uh, I, I went through annuals and looked up work of design firms that I really loved. And then I went out and bought some 10 cans of really good sardines, wrapped them in craft paper, wrote a handwritten note, and sent them to designers saying, hey, I'd love to work with you. Uh, give me a call. And a lot of people thought I was fishing for work, but um, I wasn't. I was actually looking to hire. And I, I ended up paying real money to a really great uh, design firm uh, called Partners Design. And so they gave me a questionnaire. Uh, it was like a two-page questionnaire with really interesting questions that I totally got into. And uh, they agreed that they would come up with three identities, uh, branding for me, because I wanted to go through the whole branding pr uh, process. And they came back with 15. So this is exactly why I went with them, is they saw it as an opportunity to generate something for their portfolio. You know, So they just went off. And I think it was an intern that came up with the actual flying machine so it's like the future from 1930, kind of a romanticized world traveler kind of thing. There's a nautical aspect to it. So I was going through with at that time, a creative coach I was working with, Ian Summers. And um, I was like, I should be the commander. And he's like, why stop there? Be the admiral, you know? So I was like, you're right, you're right. So people that work with me have nautical themes for their titles. It's just fun, man. There's easier ways to make money than being a photographer, you know? Right. <laughs> and so this actually got me into some trouble at one point. Uh, so one of the great things, I photographed all kinds of really interesting people. And I ended up photographing General Mark Martins. Um, so he's lead prosecutor of the Western Hemisphere. Uh, he's the one trying everyone in Gitmo, you know? Okay. And wow. so uh, he asked me to be on a conference call one morning. He, we got friendly, you know, and I'd have lunch with him once in a while. We still haven't for a couple of years, but we still do. And uh, really great guy. So I asked him who was going to be on the call, Joint Chiefs of Staff. Right. Yeah, I don't think all of them were there. I couldn't see at the time, right? It was just a, a voice call. But, uh, you know, that's really daunting. But they were asking me questions. They wanted to change public perception of military tribunals. And, uh, you know, they just wanted some feedback on some ideas. So They're bouncing ideas off. It was very informal. But they, uh, they addressed me as the admiral which was really so embarrassing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but it's not what I ever expected to run into, you know? Right. But they thought that was really funny. So, uh, yeah, that's just a fun. I got to tell my dad that. So he had reservations about me being a photographer. But, he, had, you know, I got to tell him that before he passed, and he thought that was way Oh, uh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. And, and, and it was all inspired by the, the camera that, uh, that he had. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. the old roll, twin lens Rolleiflex, man. Amazing. So, 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 tell us about the, the the variety of services that you provide because your website is first of all, it's elegant, it's nice, it's informative, it's inspiring, and you have a number of different services that that you provide. Yeah, uh, I mainly do still photography. Uh, it's for print, online, billboards. I shoot for magazines, ad agencies, design firms, corporations. Um, so that's that's the clientele. The work appears everywhere. So it'll be cover of the magazine or it could be an ad within the magazine. I still totally get off on seeing my images on billboards as I drive by. 
why not? You know, uh, I shot uh, something for a client and it was the entire side of a stadium, which is the largest I've seen an image. So much fun. So I do that. We're, uh, we do, we're doing more motion. So I'll direct uh, and uh, there'll be a camera operator. So I'm not actually behind the camera. It's really interesting because we're hired gaffers, people that actually light. And I know how to light, but to explain someone, to explain to someone the mood that we're going for, the time of day, the feeling, and have them just go out and light is a beautiful thing to watch. Also, to walk into a shoot carrying no gear is an amazing thing. <laughs> I'm flying this weekend for a job, and uh, I think we have about 600 pounds of gear. It's I love doing it. I have an assistant, but it's it's a lot, you know? So it's like I'm, you know, feeling like a rock star walking around with nothing. You so know? you were traveling to Florida and you have to physically transport 600 pounds of gear? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, most airlines have a media discount. We still pay a fortune for overweight baggage. And if you're leaving the country, you have to have carnets and you got to be kind of quick on your feet sometimes because they'll try to impound it, you know? I mean, it's gotten in some ways better because the rules are online, you know? But yeah, yeah. But we also, we offer full production, everything from collaborating uh, and generating the, the ideas with an agency all, all the way to final delivery. So it's every single detail in between. Um, we're playing around with a lot of stuff, a lot of new technology. So it's fun, man. It's a fun gig. So what is your your, your 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 most fun type of gig that you have with all the different things that you do? I love location work. I love studio work. I mean, it's it's just about all of it's fun as long as I'm shooting. Yeah. It's not always what I'm doing, you know, because there's other parts of the, the job. But uh, location portraits, photographing real people, you know, uh, I find real people absolutely fascinating, all people fascinating. And uh, when I'm photographing celebrities, often it depends on the direction, but I, I talk to them as if they're just a person because they are, you know. Um, but yeah, trying to create a sense of narrative using the location to tell the story. Uh, and also the, uh, the fun of discovering what is there to be. So sometimes I scout if I can ahead of time so I know it's there. But sometimes we don't have the time or the budget for that. So I just show up and make it happen. And it's really that uh, working quick on your feet, working with what's there, uh, generating uh, the mission, the story, the narrative, whatever the job is behind it. And then um, trying to coax out what it is uh, about the person and why I'm photographing them. Or some jobs are just explore, just give me a range. And so it's creating an atmosphere of trust of, of them being laid, uh, being comfortable with me and then just trusting me to give me whatever and not to um, have internal dialogue, you know, just to let it go. So like before you, um, you know, physically take the pictures, um, how much do, time do you interact with your, your, your subjects to understand them or to get them to, as you say, to, to trust you and, and to open up? It's, you know, it's all very different. It, it's as much time as I am allowed. So um, I will take time and um, I'll at least talk for five minutes with the subject, even if it's a corporate headshot. It's because, and that's that's to just say that they're not used to being photographed. They, they have a preconceived notion of what they want it to look like, but they're hiring me to do it. So why, you know, why are you hiring me? So you're flying me across the country to do a headshot? It's because I know something, you know? So let me do it. 
So it's, um, so yeah, at least five minutes. I talk them through, there's major talking points that I'll hit that will help everyone. Um, people that are used to being in, the, uh, in front of the camera don't necessarily need that. Uh, models don't need that. Models need to know what I'm looking for. Right. And then they know what to do and they're bringing something to it that I cannot, that I am not thinking of. But um, yeah, it's, uh, if preferably I like to scout ahead of time and then I'll spend about an hour talking with them, getting to know them. Um, and then, you know, walking around the location, a lot of times it's their residence or something very personal to them. Uh, at least the kind of work you're describing right now. So it's, uh, yeah, probably about an hour would be ideal, but minimum five five minutes, if even if it's a quick headshot, because it's, it's putting them in a place where they look and feel authentic, that they're relaxed. And then the same thing, happens when they go to call the images with me. Like, don't look for what you think you should look like. Look for the energy. Look for that spark. We do business with who we know, right? So I'm going to feel like I know you in the image. And there's an intimacy there. So let it go. And then I've got um, just a whole lot of questions. Some of them feed off of what they say. Some of them are things that I know that have worked. And it's rarely about what they actually do. It, we just go to the personal. There's no audio. You know, so yeah. So yeah, I, I just want to make sure we get this in a couple of times because your 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 website, as I said, it's elegant, beautiful, and it's like wow. I, I could I could spend some significant time looking at each of the photographs. But how can people reach you? Uh, well, I'm on social media, uh, on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Uh, Dave Mo Dave Moser photo. Uh, I'm also, if you type in Dave Moser, I come up the first five or seven lines. Um, it's important that you type in Dave. I've been going for Dave by a long time, for a long time. It's not that I'm hung up on it so much as there's a photographer named David Moser. Oh, well, oh, it gets worse. Um, he does, he does very different work than I do. I do not recommend going to his site. Uh, I have almost, I've probably lost work over it, but I've definitely almost lost some big gigs where people are looking and then people are like- They're mistaken, yeah. Yeah, well, the work will make you blush. He can light, but yeah, the work, work will make you blush. So whatever, man, it's uh, Dave. There <laughs> you go, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so who has been your, your, your favorite celebrity uh, uh, candidate uh, uh, subject, if you will, uh, that, that you had to shoot? Uh, oh. I mean, most of the time, I don't have a lot of time with celebrities, but Patti LaBelle was two hours late to a daylight shoot. It's not her fault, but it wasn't a daylight shoot anymore. So uh, we, she knew a, a gentleman who had a restaurant and nightclub on South Street. I was Street. wondering about that because I saw this this private dining area with these plush chairs and everything. Yeah, yeah. So you did go deep. Thank you. So um, yeah, we, we went in there and uh, we set up kind of just like a nightclub kind of feel with her. And mm -hmm. she is amazing. Uh, and she danced and sang with me. I can't say, I don't know that I can dance, but she was so generous and so sweet. She spent a lot of time with me afterwards. And then I left the shoot feeling like a rock star. That yes. is true professionalism. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Uh, 
I had 10 minutes with Richard, Sir Richard Branson. Yes, on the yes. Uh, he gave me 12. And I was the only one on planet Earth when I was photographing him. The world just fell away. He is yes. so present. Have you met him? I have not. Uh, he is so present. It's intense. The guy's got sunbeams blasting out of his eyes. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Dr. Oz is who he is. The guy's authentic all the way through. Uh, I was photographing him and he had written a book with his daughter about raising teenage teenagers. And she was a teenager and she came down. She was really upset about something. This is right in the middle of the shoot. And um, she started a confrontation and he just turned, he diffused it. Um, he addressed her concerns. He heard her. She walked away satisfied that everything was addressed. And then he just turned around to me again and just kept going. The guy never even blinked. And wow. I'm a dad, man. That is not a yes. simple thing. Yes, yes. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Dave Moser of Dave Moser Photography. And he is the Admiral of Dave Moser <laughs> Photography. And uh, if you go to his website, Dave Moser Photography, you're going to see a phenomenal uh collection of work with celebrities with 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 uh city city scenes commercials uh just 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 really phenomenal now 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 dave you know i i, I saw that nice video that you did with one of the, the the local tv shows here and they talked about your relationship with your daughter picking up on dr oz with his daughter and um tell us about your relationship with your daughter uh, my daughter Ruby is uh, is amazing. Yeah, uh, we go backpacking a couple times a year. Uh, sometimes not every year, but almost every year. And uh, she doesn't know it, but she's a total badass. <laughs> she uh, she's self motivated. She has done six expeditions on her own, two as long as three weeks. She's gotten scholarships to Outward Bound, um, so she's always up for adventure. Um, we volunteer, there's a uh, charity called Ex Exceptional Care for Children down in Newark, Delaware. So it's a, more or less a nursing home, technologically, kids that need uh, technology to live and palliative care. And uh, we go down and we play with the kids and she is on the floor having a great time playing with kids because everyone wants to play when they're kids right. you know, right. and adults. But um, yeah, I mean, she's, it's a, it's a really tight relationship. I mean, she's 18 now, she just turned 18. We're looking at colleges, it's her senior year. I have raised a strong, independent, empowered woman, and that is not an easy person to parent, but that's exactly what we're looking for. So, and she's there, man, she's smart. And you know what, uh, I gotta say, she is incredibly empathetic. Not something you find with all kids her age. And uh, Well, you know, my daughter Bailey is 23, and she's here in Philadelphia. Nice. And we raised her to be independent, strong, and she is. And um, I was, she recently moved to Northern Liberty, okay, Liberty Heights and Northern Liberty. I'm still getting my, my Philadelphia uh, sections down. Yeah. And um, she was just saying to her mother and I how she appreciates the lessons that we gave her to be about being responsible and, you know, taking initiative. And I just said to my wife, after she walked out the room, I just said, I'm so proud of, of what my wife really was the rock behind it. I mean, I, I, I was pretty much um, 
kind of like a little bit too hard at times, but, <laughs> but, but I think she appreciates me more now, but having daughters who are strong and, and want to help people and, and what she's doing, her work is with um, kids, you know, children who have autism and she loves it. She's exhausted at the end of the day, you know, but yeah, so we're, we're proud of our daughters. What can we say? <laughs> well, I definitely give my wife credit, huge credit. Yeah. Absolutely. Congratulations, man. I've definitely improved on the model. (laughs) There you go. There you go. There you go. So on your website, you you, you got this nice, uh, I don't know, am I saying it correctly? Like like two minute video vignettes? Um, Yeah, so my- uh, Let's let's talk about that. I'm doing my current personal project. uh, I always try to have a personal project going. So they usually have really heavy themes to them and heavy threads. The current one is vignettes and it's not have a heavy thread because the last one was epic and took a lot of, a number of years. So this is just people I've always wanted to photograph that I found interesting and I've never allowed myself the time. So uh, there's a gentleman, John, who uh, is a car detailer and he lives, uh, I live in Fairmont and he has a garage about a block north of me. Uh, right at the corner of Gerard and uh, 23rd, I think. College. Well, it's it's between 25th and 26th. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He's there every day that it's not raining. The guy works seven days a week if it's sunny and uh, super hard worker. It is, um, I think it's a spiritual thing for him, really, to yes. work. Yes. Yeah. No, but I, 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 people have got to go see the video because, you know, um, I, I love videos that that inspire me, that make me feel a certain type of way. And so on Netflix, they have the show about the chefs. And I love their production. I got that feeling when I looked at that video. Wow. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. I said, I'm so blessed to have uh, Dave Moser on my radio show because you are phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Phenomenal art. I mean, oh. I really loved it. I mean, I it just, yes. I'm honored, man. And thank you so much for all the time you put into looking at the work. John, uh, I had, I've known John over the years. I would always stop and talk with him. I would watch the sun just peek over the uh, Gerard College wall. Mm-hmm. And in August around, uh, I think it was 8.35 or so AM, the light just pumps into his garage. And the guy is so organized. I saw it. It's like yeah, the, I mean, he makes he he makes my garage look like a total junkyard. Oh, oh, I mean, it's but the colors. I mean, everything's just amazing. But um, he he was like a little weirded out, but he was totally on board. He trusted me, and uh, then I asked to do the video, you know. And he was he was great. He was a total natural. He I think he would I think he actually enjoyed it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, every, everything about that video was was really nice because you showed the care and the love that he puts into it. And but then that closing shot where he's standing in the garage. Oh, that was that's the still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the still. Yeah. So I'm, I've done uh, another video. It's taking me a while to edit it. Um, that's something I'm learning when I work commercially. Someone else edits. It's uh, it's quite a thing to do yourself. Uh, so, yeah, it's taking some time. But. Uh, there's someone that I shot a two camera video for another vignette that'll be coming out soon, I hope. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, it's fun. I've got a long list of people I want to photograph. Mm-hmm. This. Mm-hmm. And what's mm-hmm. so great is it's whoever I want it to be. Right. So I'm right. just giving myself the freedom to do it. So absolutely. Cool. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. And so um, 
as, as you're as you're looking forward dealing with this COVID nineteen environment that we have, um, how has that? Uh, what opportunities has it presented? What challenges has it presented for you as a photographer? When you're you know you you know you got this you know folks that that you're working with and and making sure that everyone is safe. Well, uh, yeah, I mean like all businesses. I mean I wasn't able to photograph. Uh, for quite a few months, uh, not an essential service. And what I do is very intimate. Uh, and we didn't really know how the virus moved. So everyone, you know, I just was shut down. I did some testing and did some other things on my own. But um, in around late June, I had taken a lot of uh, on Zoom call uh, webinars and things about health and safety. Uh, and then the gentleman that works with me, Justin Chu, uh, and I put together a uh, uh, COVID-19 mitigation uh, procedures and protocols. And as far as I know, we were one of the earlier ones to put it out there. And so that actually helped to drive some work to, um, because we talked about having medics on set, um, talked about, we, we wrote a handbook for how to handle our business internally, which is not outward facing, but it was just doing our due diligence to fully understand everything that needs to happen. Uh, we created waivers, we did contracts, waivers to protect client as well as me. Right. Um, and then, because uh, all this is new and it's a lot of it doesn't fall under insurance, which is a concern for clients, me too, but clients. And so uh, it, that's really helped to drive people to feel a lot more safer to moving forward. We're shooting much smaller uh, productions, a lot less fewer people on set. I broadcast uh, cameras and then uh, the actual images that I'm shooting. So we shoot tethered to a computer, the images come up on the screen. So the clients can see the images and then they can also see through the cameras what's going on. Um, and then, you know, it's like if we're going through wardrobe, we can hold up the shirts and then the, the subject can actually have the shirts. Uh, we maintain social distancing. Uh, you have to ask permission for things if you're gonna uh, break with that because sometimes there's a wrinkle we can't fix. So, uh, but typically I stay way away and have them have them uh, fix everything themselves, or we work with it in post. So it it's uh, a slower process. Uh, you got to do your due diligence. We are flying, um, and uh, there's we've done a lot of research on what airlines, what hotels. Uh, one of the advantages actually is there's a lot of buildings that are shut down. Um, they might be opening up now, but they're at very low capacity. So we go in there, and we're the only ones in the building. So there's 30 feet between me and the subject. There's tons of ventilation and there's no one that I'm getting in the way of. I'm not distracting anyone. We can just move around and photograph whatever scenarios and environments that work. So um, there is an advantage to it. Uh, I am looking forward to it passing <laughs> yes. 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 For, for everyone, for all reasons. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been challenging. Uh, it's created a lot of introspection for me too, a lot of reflection. Uh, because if I'm not shooting, I mean, uh, it's where I find, um, oh, it's, it's, it's why I'm here, man. That's right. That's different right. people, different places every day. I did not become a photographer to sit in front of my screen. So uh, after a week or two, you know, it's like, I gotta get out and run. I gotta go sit on my front stoop and watch people walk by. Like I'm very extroverted. I feed on that. And so that's been really challenging. Um, but I am, I'm in, in, I'm in action. I'm finding things to do. And, uh, business is definitely, I wouldn't say 
back to what it was, but there's there's a lot going on. Uh, we have a lot of bids out and we are shooting quite a bit right now. And I'm so thankful and grateful for that. You know, believe it or not, we are winding down to the end of the interview. Time flies when you, we are having fun. Um, you know, um, you know, feel free to, you know, um, make an appeal to, to our audience in regards in regard to whether it's their wedding, whether it's their, their business, um, you know, because, you know, this show was about leadership and sometimes leaders don't really show their being authentic. And it's, it's amazing when we talked about that earlier, when you said you really want them to, um, to, to be their authentic self. What, what advice would you give to leaders um, when they're in front of the camera and they're, they're trying to make an, an, a, a, a serious appeal? Well, you know, I, I, I think um, listening is one of the most important qualities about leadership. Uh, empathy is one of the most important qualities. It's hard to connect with someone without empathy and without listening. And everyone wants to be heard. Um, I already know what I'm, what I'm going to say. I already know these things. I'm much more interested in what other people have to say. So I ask questions um, and I listen. And that's, that's part of the most exciting thing about this. Um, when I'm coaching people in terms of wanting to be leaders in front of the camera, no internal dialogue. Um, I have something that I say that has an edge to it, but internal dialogue is only attractive to predators because it, it undermines your own power. Um, you know, you want to be relaxed. You want to keep breathing, you know, just let go. Um, I'm going to take great pictures. I'm going to take some bad ones. Who cares? Who cares? Just let go. Trust me. We'll go back through and call the images, man. And it's like, if you don't like your big smile, give it to me anyway, because wouldn't it be great to be wrong? You know? I mean, these are like, like, let it be like I photograph, uh, I won't name names, but I photograph some celebrities that do not have good teeth, but you never see that because they are lit. They are so present. People uh, see energy long before they see anything that you have obsessed about since adolescence. You pick yourself apart when you see pictures of yourself. No one else does that, man. They just want to connect, you know? And so this, once, once these people are in this space, they are enjoying themselves. They are empowered, you know? And it's it's a beautiful thing to see. It's moving. It's moving. It. It's There's a connection that I, I love. Well, Dave, believe it or not, we, we are out of time, but I want to thank Dave Moser of Dave Moser, the Admiral of Dave Moser <laughs> Photography for coming on our show. Dave, thanks so much for coming on. I really enjoyed our time together. A total honor. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. You're very welcome. Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen, that wraps up this week on Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU.net, WSOU 89.5 FM, and on the podcast under Seton Hall University on iTunes. We want to thank our guests again. And um, remember, leadership begins with you, WSOU 89.5 FM. Have a great weekend.